Yeah. Welcome y'all to the Think Different Podcast. Will and Tim are here to talk about our past. Tim is sad about the Texas losing. Don't worry, son. You seem to be confusing because they never gonna win the Super Bowl. So forget all that. It's time for the show. Welcome to the Think Different Podcast. That's right. A special rap opening because even though tonight I don't have the hood on, I still got the spirit building inside me. And I figure, you know what? Why not rap when you open the show from now on? And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Tim had no idea I was going to do that. Tim. Oh, uh, no. That's not his name. His name is Vacation Tim. Welcome to the show. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I appreciate the rap, but... It was about the Texans. That's still an open wound for me, man. Well, I'm going to close that wound with some medicine. <laughs> and that is a Think Different podcast. Yeah, I guess I guess I could, that's even, a cure-all. We're going to put some alcohol in that skin. We'll rub it in there make sure, you know, even though it stings just for a little bit, don't worry. Eventually, it heals all the wounds, and then eventually it grows. Your skin comes back. Your hair grows again, and you're back to normal. So don't worry. They will survive, but they really suck that day, especially losing 24-0. to zero. They lost all that. Everybody, welcome to yeah, the Think Different Podcast. And it is a special episode because it is episode 27. You know what that means, Tim? Yeah, the Yankees at 27 World Series. That's right, exactly. In fact, my good friend, CC Sabathia, came into studios today, and we hung out. We had a water or two, and it was tremendous. <laughs> so... I have my keto brownie. That's right. I have officially gone keto. So yeah. That, wow. Good for a you. A lot's happened this week. A lot has happened. Yeah. New you year, know, me, new will. It's a He's new a rapper. Will. He's a keto guy. Yeah. He still I'm likes the Cowboys. Gonna, that's right. I'm always going to love the Cowboys because I'm a dedicated fan. But I was rooting for the Texans only because I wanted you to have a Super Bowl party. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been but fun. But beyond that, that's all I cared about. <laughs> All right, well, we want you guys to join us every Friday because a new episode comes out, and we are the Think Different Podcast. We are this special podcast where Apple Store employees talk about Apple experiences, and that's what we are here to do today. But we got a lot to talk about. We are going to have the news that comes back after a little bit of a hiatus. I'm going to discuss the iPhone experience I've had. I've had the iPhone 11 Pro for over a week now and want to talk about my experiences. And then we're going to do the final segment where Tim, for the last couple episodes, has been contemplating to getting a Mac. He doesn't know which one to get. So I am going to play the role of a specialist and I'm going to sell him on the Mac of his life. Sure. I look forward to it. All right. But... It is time for Tim's favorite segment that he prepares for in five minutes before the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the news. The news. Breaking news. All right, so I want to start off the news segment with a little bit of a personal news that I mm. have to share with Will. Keno brownies, baby. Keno brownies, <laughs> baby. Um, what was that, Tim? So, Will, I, Will, I have something to tell you. Uh-oh. I've I've got nude. What? Explain what you're talking about, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I after two years, I just decided to take it off and and go nude. I uh, I took the phone case off my iPhone 10. Uh, so you're it's naked? Yeah, it's naked, man. It's it's out there. I didn't even know it was white. I thought I got the black one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's out to out there for the 
for the taking, man. It's so pretty. The only thing I can't get used to, it's so slippery in my hand. Like, I had the Apple leather case, the Saddle Brown one, and I was so used to it. Again, I had it for two years, and I decided just to take it off on Monday, and I've been I've been going strong with the, uh, the no case in it. I haven't dropped it yet. It's still intact. It's still really pretty. Um, but, yeah, I just got to get used to it. Thank you, so that, Tim, for the news. We appreciate news. it. Thank yeah. you very much to, for the news. That was a great segment. Wow. And to segue, Apple is launching a replacement program for their smart battery cases that were specifically designed for the iPhone XS, XS Max, and the XR. So if you do have a iPhone smart battery case um, and it is experiencing charging problems, um, they're not saying it's a safety issue, but they will replace it at no additional cost. Um, it is attached, little do you might know, the smart battery cases do have a serial number associated to them, so they yes, will verify and they are, you. And they are the worst spot to put them, oh, yeah, and they awful. are impossible to see. This is how bad it is. We have to put a piece of scotch tape on the serial number just to raise it up so we could see it. Yeah, yep. Especially the white ones. Yes. They have a serial number, so there's a batch of serial numbers that are quote-unquote uh, bad, a bad batch, you could call it. And they're replacing at no cost. You can make an appointment at your authorized Apple service provider or the Apple retail location. Um, and a reminder, these will be warranted for two years after your retail purchase. No, yeah, that's a long time. Very long time. So Apple currently has a 16-week paid leave to birth parents, um, which is a comparable to a lot of other tech companies, but that's still a long time. Um, but mm -hmm. now they heard from a bunch of their current internal employees, mostly of the woman gender, um, and heard from them that it's really hard for them to just pick up on a Monday after being gone for 16 weeks to come straight into work and do the full nine to five after being a parent. And by the way, that's, and that's everybody, but that's everybody, no matter what job you go to. Oh yeah, yeah, this is retail, this is everywhere, everybody in the company, yep. That's a good point. Apple heard them and was like, yeah, that, that transition gotta be hard, so now Apple has created a new policy where you're able to have up to four weeks of this kind of flex scheduling um, under the appeal and jurisdiction of your current closest manager, where you can you know, work half a day, you can work not the mornings and come in the afternoon, you can work only nights, you can kind of put in your time and you'll still get paid as a full-time employee. So your, your pay is not being deducted, you'll still get your full regular pay but you're just transitioning slowly back into that, that work, which is a really nice benefit. So it's also available for adopted parents as well. So if you do adopt a child, they also give you that extended flex time. Well, if you didn't know, they also give mm -hmm. you up to $14,000 for the adoption fees and you know paperwork and stuff like that that goes into it because adopting a child can be pretty expensive. Apple is able to cover that for you up to $14,000, which is a pretty That's nice amazing. incentive. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta tell you that this is one of the coolest stories I thought for the week because we all, I've always said that Apple has one of the best benefits that exists on earth. Like as far as maybe the retail pay is not there, but if you look at what you get in return of that from the back end that you won't see, this is an example of great things. You know, for someone like me who's trying to have a child, looking possibly adopt, and I have to go down that road, th this is. 
like something I wish I could be a part of Apple for. Like it'd be worth just going to work for Apple just to get fourteen thousand dollars covered in fees. Yeah, you, you know it, it, that is to me is an incredible thing that Apple is doing, and, I, and the fact that they they can work a certain amount of hours a week and then they get paid full time. How great is that? That is so cool. Right, and just to point that out there, this is one of the couple things that the new Apple uh, executive of retail and human resources. I'm going to butcher her first name, Deidre O'Brien, has implemented. So um, definitely. Bravo to her. That's yeah, a great, it's a great, definitely awesome. it's a great ad. In other news, U.S. Attorney General asked Apple to unlock iPhones used by Florida mass shooter. Uh, so if you guys remember a couple of years ago when there was a San Bernardino shooting, the, they, the FBI asked for access into the kind of like a backdoor access into that shooter's iPhone to get, you know, data, any messages that were sent. If it was kind of like preemptive and pre-planned, they could have caught that prior to it happening. And Apple basically took the president that if we create a backdoor that opens up an entire Pandora's box to for other people to get in and it ruins the integrity of security blah, blah and privacy and stuff like that. Kind of the same case of what's going on with the shooting that happened at the Naval Air Station in Florida. They asked to get into two iPhones that were used by the shooter. And Apple kind of came out with the same statement saying that they're working diligently with the FBI and with law enforcement and getting any information that they can provide, but they will not give direct access into the iPhone or you know bypass the passcode and stuff like that. But they're giving access to information like iCloud backups, account information, any transactional data for any of the accounts that are associated with the phone and the the user. But they're not really giving him the FBI access to all that data that's physically on the iPhone. Um, And again, they're asking for that kind of backdoor access. It looks like from the report, they're trying to get into like messaging apps like WhatsApp and Signal. Why not go to them first? I mean, I'm sure they have. And that's a stupid question to say or statement to say. But like attack them first to try and get to those accounts because those are applications versus the actual iPhone. But, you know, I'm sure Apple has a lot more say and information that they is a lot more worth their time at gathering than these other third-party companies. Um, but, Will, do you have anything to say about it? Do you have a kind of a stance at all? Oh, I do, I do. So this is a combination where no one's going to win on this. There's going to be one person that says, Hey, unlock that phone. There could be something very valuable that could help our case. And then it's another side where the privacy matter occurs. If Apple, Apple also has to look at how this would affect their business. Would people trust an Apple device if now they create a software where there's a backdoor to it? The FBI eventually in that shooting a few years ago, found a company that did create a software that went back to war using a USB device. Yep. And then Apple updated their software to block, or you have the option, I would say more so, you have the option to block USB devices to plug it and try to you know, get that data out of that phone. So I, they, I understand. They know they're not going to do it. They know they're not going to unlock it. And honestly, Apple shouldn't unlock it. And that's my that's going to be my stance all the time because if if it's an exception for one person, then anybody can do it. Yep. Imagine they said, okay, well, if we're going to impeach Trump as an example, we have now the right to look in his phone and Apple, you need to unlock it and get in there. We need evidence for like to help impeach him or, or like something to that significant level. And that's sure. what it opens up. And, and the privacy is gone. This is like Apple was just at 
CES for the privacy features, and they're not going to budge. So the bottom line is they're not going to unlock an iPhone. And if they did, it's going to dramatically hurt the reputation of iOS, Apple, and the iPhone. So bottom line is, people, they're not going to unlock the phone. Do you think there'll ever be a tragic of it? Like, what's is there like a ceiling or is there like a uh, tipping point for Apple of how tragic an event has to be in order to access data on someone's device of this said terrorist See, I, or I'm whatever gonna, may it be? I, I'll give I'll give you one that would be very questionable. What if Tim Cook got murdered or something like that? And would right. they say, oh, and there's some, maybe he had a conversation with somebody on the phone that, or maybe there's some data that he, he knows the killer. Would they do it? Would they unlock his phone? You know? Yeah, because that's uh, like own territory kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be extremely hard, you know, to find a scenario where Apple's just going to do it. And honestly, there's enough. Uh, what are they going to find that in there that a backup doesn't have? If they are giving them a backup, what is missing? You know, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, you don't get the app data on the backup, do you? Uh, I would assume you would. That know. comes right back to the phone. Because you got to log into your accounts. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, my stance on this is that it doesn't matter. Everyone's wrong. You know, the president went on a tweet today, said Apple should unlock it. And Apple's going to say, oh, we're not going to unlock it. And there's going to be one side that agrees with the president, one side that's going to agree with Apple. And no one ever is going to win. So the bottom line is, let it go. They're not going to do it. Find a third party that will unlock it or do all the work for them. But at, this is just a very hard topic to stand on one side on. It's extremely difficult. And I can understand both sides. Yeah, no, I completely can stand on both sides. But I'm on the side of yours, Will. Um, I think that once you do it once, you're opening the door for everybody that could want it. Um, so... That's my stance as well. That means any murder. Uh, that means that means any murder investigation, any terrorist attack, everything doesn't matter what the situation now is. They said, "Well, you did it for this person. Why can't you do it for me?" You know, it's going to be that, and, yeah. and that is not going to work out very good for a lot of people. And it's honestly, it's going to put a lot of less trust on me using Face ID or a passcode. Then what's the point? Sure. Yeah. Right. Like that. That's the reason why you buy you built into this Apple ecosystem is for that privacy, for that security. And if they take that away, then why not? Like what else do you have? That's like stepping you away from purchasing another product. You know, the other products are cheaper. The other products can give you more capability, blah, blah. But a major factor that turns a lot of people to Apple is that privacy and security that you receive. So I completely agree. All right. So the Mac pro rack mount is now available for purchase starting at $6,499. Um, so it's the same exact build as the other Mac Pro, um, the Tower Mac Pro that comes with a 3.5 gigahertz 8-core Intel Xeon W processor, 32 gigabytes of RAM, and that stupid 256 gigabytes of storage. <laughs> That's the starting model. Uh, but now it has that rack feature where rather than putting on a feet or any wheels, you can now put it in like a server rack or, you know, um, anywhere that you might want to store it. Um, it's only $500 more than the other Mac Pro, the Tower Mac Pro. I guess, I'm not shocked that it's $500 more. I mean, they got to try and compensate for... They got to condense that. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that that that's the biggest thing. They got to condense that that Mac Pro recommend. But again, this is a, a very small niche of people that need that product. And sure. for servers, if you need a reliable server, you know it costs a lot of money to run servers. Trust me, I seen the server at work. It, it's crazy. I don't think a lot. Of, I think it'd be good for te- for houses that do any kind of multimedia is where that should work. That should be focused on. Because the power behind these Mac Pros are incredible. Like, there's nothing like it out there. Sure. And for the price of it, too. So, for me, great that it's out. Please don't buy one. <laughs> there's no reason for you to buy one. Yeah, we're not encouraging you to get, to buy one, guys. You must go out now and get your Mac Pro rec mount. Buy four of them. And it'll cost you $20,000. But make sure you use your Apple Pay because you get 3% back. <laughs> it's now time to switch over to my segment, which is going to be my iPhone experience so far. Now, I decided to buy a, one of these iPhone Pros. Thank you very much to Mr. Zooms for helping me out with the hookup and getting me a nice little discount. And I've been using it now for about a week and a half. And Tim, I would like you to ask me questions about it because I could just go on and on. Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the first thing I got to go to is how's the camera, man? Like, that's the thing you're most excited about. That's right. I was excited about the camera. And I love the wide angle camera on this thing. One of the things that kind of pissed me off is I actually I asked for a wide angle camera. Uh, lens from my machine, but now I have one in this phone. Oh, man. I'm using the wide-angle camera for my my lens on this, and because when I'm shooting wedding video, I have my main camera, then I have this camera, and I decided I'm going to shoot this at the wide angle. Now, there is no stabilization in the wide angle, but when I'm looking back and look at the footage of it, it's incredible. The wide angle just looks tremendous. And it's amazing that this all fits in this little device. It just is really amazing. Uh, so I thought I'm a really big fan of the the wide-angle lens. It's probably going to be my go-to lens, mostly. The most impressive feature of it. I mean, everything else looks great, too. The colors look great. Everything. I'm looking at some of the video now. You know, it looks like it comes from, like, a regular camera that I would shoot, like a regular DSLR. Now, does the, the wide-angle compute in 4K? Yes, I I do everything in HD 60 frames because that's how I record on my camera. So I'm not going to use the 4K as much only because I don't want the frame rates and the rates to be uh, completely different. I, yeah, I, need right, the, right. I need them to match because it makes it much easier to edit and I don't have to render footage. So I will always shoot HD 1080. As far as the 4K goes, I have to just find a time when I need to change it. One of the things that's great too is I can switch the type of video I'm shooting. Because at the top of the camera lens, it says HD right now 30. I could choose what frame rate I want to shoot at, which makes it, which is really convenient now that I can. That to makes touch it really that. easy, yeah. yeah. So that's one of my favorite things is that it can switch inside the camera app and I don't have to go outside the camera app to do it. Do you notice any differences in the face ID recognition at all or? Face ID definitely is faster. I will tell you that the Face ID definitely recognizes me a little bit quicker and at more angles. It does do a better job. Like right cool. now, the phone was kind of at like maybe like a 30 degree angle from my face and it's still able to unlock it. So it's actually, I think it's very much improved on that and I think it's faster as well. Have you used night mode yet? 
I haven't been put into a situation where night mode has been used. I kind of tried it, but the thing is I'm not really in a, the right scenario yet for it to work. But I'm looking forward to using it, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I remember I was at a concert with a uh, former Apple employee, and she got the new iPhone, and she was showing me night mode. It's like, well, let's take a picture outside. I said, it's dark. She's like, I got night mode. And she took a picture, and it was fantastic. It looked like it was an actual like regular picture taken in the daytime. It was pretty cool. I will tell you that I did not restore from the backup. Uh, I was talking about how my backup was right, right. corrupted. Yeah. And it's so much better without the backup. Now it does take it does take time to re-download apps, and you're you're in the you're in the moment, and you have to download an app and, and relaunch it. But I'll be honest, it's been so much better, and it feels so clean to have the phone start as new. I think, and I told someone this today, they should you should not use your backup after two more after two years. You should start over. You think that's like a like just should be a common recommendation. I, as far as the reliability of the phone, yes. And the fact that I had two phones that start had problems where even my volume couldn't go beyond 75%. And the only way to resolve that was erasing this phone and starting over as new. I might as well have gotten a new phone and did that. And that's exactly what I did. You have to start over, I think, at least once. But the battery life is amazing, too. That's another thing I wanted to mention. The battery is tremendous on this. And, and when I charge it for five minutes... I get like up to 20% battery life. It's incredible. That's awesome. Incredibly fast. And I barely have to charge it all day. By the time I get home, I'm, I just get to about the 20% low power mode. That's good. And, and I wake up at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, and, and you're using it all day and stuff. Yes. And, and I'm watching YouTube videos sometimes on it. And it, it, it the battery to me is the, is the major selling point for me. Uh, so when they say that the camera and the battery like really sell you on this, it really, it really does. does. Yeah, yeah, it, it really does. And everything looks nicer too. Even the screen, the display looks a lot better. Although I do miss the touch. I do miss 3D touch. Yeah, I remember a lot of people were upset about that. You know, here's the thing. 3D touch made the phone a lot heavier as far as the screen goes. And I don't think enough people were using it. And Apple had a great piece of tech on there. They just couldn't figure out the right times to use it because when you're holding yep. down your finger now it takes a tad longer than it did before and it's a little bit more of a delay than i would like it to be but i can't you know the force touch is the way they went with but 3d touch for me was really a star and the fact that they didn't advertise it enough was probably part of the reason why a lot of people were like oh i didn't even know that existed on my phone yeah i remember i used to showcase all that all the time as a specialist um but then people would forget about it yeah, exactly. So people would forget about it. So I would tell you right now, if you have an iPhone 10, I would tell you to change it. I have 10. an iPhone 10. <laughs> I know you do, Tim. I would say if you have a 10s, the main things you have to worry about is battery life and the lens. I don't know if the battery life. Do we know? I forget. Is the battery life better on the just a regular 11 compared to the 10s? Uh, I think they're comparable. Okay. For then you would look at the iPhone 11 Pro. I'm, I'm assuming does have the big, the bigger battery on there. That's correct. Yes. So, yeah. So that you have to kind of upgrade to it. Now I had to get the 512 by the way because right now in my old phone I had to use the optimize feature in iCloud. Now for those who don't know what that is, optimize is to removing 
stuff off your phone to alleviate room, but it leaves lower like thumbnail versions of your photos in there. And the only time that it launches the full resolution is when you tap and launch it. So you may notice sometimes when you're trying to share a photo, it may be delayed a little bit. That's because it's trying to download the full resolution photo or video that you're trying to send. And I'll be honest, it gets difficult sometimes, especially if you're in an area without a good signal. Because it's, yeah, it's got to pull down from the cloud, right? Right, right. Exactly. So that's my opinion on that. And I felt like that's not worth it to me. I'd rather just have more room on my phone. That's what I did. So I got the 512. I got the biggest size. I had Apple Care Plus on it. I bought a Tech 21 case because I love Tech 21. I think it's the best case that Apple sells in their stores. And it came out to a whopping $1,300. Oof. Now, Will, mm-hmm. can, you, uh, can you educate our listeners kind of why you stepped away from the iPhone upgrade program? So I stepped away because of the discount. I still am paying for the 10s. Well, my goal is I'm going to sell the iPhone 10s to somebody. My goal is to get around 600 to 650 dollars because there's still AppleCare on it, and I could use that 650 to pay, you know, at least the price of the phone. But right now I'm still locked into the iPhone upgrade program until I believe December of 2020, and that's when it ends. So I'm still paying wow, the 50 dollars okay. a month because you're I'm still in it. And I could pay the whole thing off, but I don't have to either. I might as well at least get, at least I'm not paying interest on it. So I'll just pay right. the $50 a month. I'll sell the iPhone for $650. So really my $1,300 phone is not really $1,300. But I also wanted to get the discount rate because now guess what? I don't have to pay any more money after December 2020 yeah. for any iPhone. Right. And that was the goal for me. But then are you, do you feel at a disadvantage when, let's say, the iPhone 12 comes out and that's just the next biggest thing, and now you want it, but you just spent $1,300 on the iPhone 11 Pro. So my goal is to not get rid of this phone for two years because the fact that I did buy AppleCare on it, and I really would need a really good reason to upgrade to the 2020 iPhone, which is supposed to be the biggest thing like since the 10 that came yeah, out. exactly, yeah. And maybe it will be. Maybe there's something in there I absolutely have to have, but my goal is to hold on to this phone. I, I, okay. I mean, if, you're, if, I'm, if I'm buying AppleCare on it, why would I bother... At this point anymore, I'm like, I'm not going to bother anymore. It, you know, it does everything I need it to do. Right. Well, Tim's Tim's yawning, by the way, so he must be super tired hearing me talk. No, no I mean, what... a discount is is uh, always a larger leeway than uh, any other kind of thing. So I, yeah, I would ba- understand Think about that. it. I got AppleCare. I got AppleCare in the case basically for free, and I didn't pay tax. Right, exactly. So right. That, that's, what, that's the kind of savings I got in it. And I was... That's much more worth it to me than than paying the the seventy dollars a month I'd have to pay on that thing. So that is my iPhone experience. But Tim, you need to get a Mac. That is right, Will. So what we're gonna do now is do a mock session. We are going to use all of what would an Apple employee do to sell a a customer on this. So we'll be right back after these non messages. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. I told my Apple Care that I could walk in the store and get the part. All right, everybody, welcome back to our non-messages here at the Think Different Podcast. But now it's time to do a role play because me and Tim absolutely love to role play. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So our goal right now is for me to be the specialist. If you walked into the Apple Store, I'm going to try to convince somebody to walk out with a Mac that day and talk about every pot, everything about 
what buying an Apple product does for them, and that way they have all the information that they need. All right, so uh, yeah, so I'm looking for a new Mac, but I, I well, hello Tim, welcome to what's your name? Oh, hello, my name is Tim. <laughs> Hi Tim, my name is Will. I'm one of the specials here at the Apple Store today. Thank you so much for coming in. What brings you to see us today? Um, so I have a MacBook Air currently, and I'm looking to upgrade for my uh, current situation and I'm kind of in between I think I know what I want but I'm just encouraged to see what your opinion is alright do you mind if I ask you a couple questions yeah yeah, please do so tell me a little bit about the MacBook Air what do you do with it now so as of right now I mostly record my own podcast and I use it for basic emailing uh, basic photo editing and like illustrator work um, you know, I store a lot of things on it. I don't really like to have external hard drives plugged into it. Um, I do want to say it's a MacBook Air early 2015 model. Um, it only has four gigs of RAM, which is really limiting for me. I can see that it's probably not. It's, knowing that you do podcasting and Illustrator, do you do you feel like it's not, you know, performing as well? Yeah, like like I can't run GarageBand and Adobe Illustrator at the same time. I have to pick one or the other. I see, and that frustrates me. Have you? But have you? Overall, how would you say you enjoyed the computer, though? Otherwise, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the the body and build of the MacBook Air. It's lightweight. I could put it in a backpack and not really feel that it's there. Uh, I do also want to mention I have one of the old Apple Thunderbolt displays. So majority of the time, especially in the late couple months, the MacBook Air has been mostly stationary and plugged into this very large twenty seven inch display. All right. Well, thank you for knowing that. And God bless you for getting one of those 27-inch displays. Yeah. Must be nice to have one of those in your home because I'm jealous because I don't have one of those in my home, Tim. <laughs> yeah. E- eBay's your uh, my savior for that one. All right. Well, I'm going to take you over to our table here. Now, here I'm going to show you the models that we have. Now, you already know about the MacBook Air, but it sounds like we're trying to lean away towards that. You have... Seems like that the MacBook Air has, you've grown out of what the MacBook Air can do. So we do have the MacBook Pro. Have you heard of the MacBook Pro? Yeah, I've actually heard of it. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more though? Absolutely. So we have two different style MacBook Pros. We have our 13-inch and 16-inch display. And there are major differences between the two. Uh, you know, the MacBook Pro 16-inch is actually brand new. We just released this model, and we've actually enhanced some of the features on there. Uh, for instance, I don't know if, if you kind of like the way the keyboard feels right now on your old MacBook Air. This is kind of going to feel very the same. So if you touch it, you'll feel that the keys are very nice. And then you have something new here called the touch bar. Have you ever uh, taken a look at the touch bar before? Uh, I've seen on the commercials and in their marketing and stuff like that, but I've never really uh, played around with it. Well, both of the MacBook Pro models have a touch bar uh, built into it where you can quickly do something. So right now, if I'm on a FaceTime call and I hit end, I, I don't have to actually go on my screen. I can use the touch bar and do that. So if I go on the web as an example right now, like I'm on it right now, you'll see that the touch bar actually changes when you're in different applications. So right now, if I tap on the touch bar, here's a, a bookmark that I save. It pops it right up, and I don't have to even do anything with the arrow on the screen. Kind of cool. Yeah, that is kind of cool. And if you look all the way to your right, Tim, there's something you could do there that you may be familiar with. Have you had an iPhone before, or do you have one now? Yeah, I currently have the iPhone 10. Well, guess what? On the 
right side, if you had iPhone before the iPhone 10, there was the Touch ID, and we have the Touch ID sensor right here, so you can actually unlock your computer with your finger, and you couldn't do that on the old MacBook Air. That's right. Can I still unlock with my Apple Watch? That's a great question, and you can. As long as you have two-factor authentication turned on, you are able to do that. Now, you have to upgrade your Apple ID if you aren't using the two-factor authorization, but when you open your lid, because the MacBook Pro just turns on, it'll just unlock your device, which is really cool. Now, I will warn you that the only time it doesn't work is when it's turned off or and when it's in, uh, battery dies. So they do that okay, just to protect to know. you. Yeah, that's good to know. Uh, all right, so we have the 13-inch model and the 16-inch. Now, leading towards what you want, it, obviously screen size is going to make a difference for you. Uh, which one do you th – I mean, of course, price is going to make a tremendous difference in this. Sure. Okay, so this the 16-inch MacBook Pro starts at $23.99, and then you have the 13-inch MacBook Pro, which starts at $12.99. Now, are you familiar with about how specs work on a computer? Uh, I am. Yeah, I understand it. Okay. So, do you, first off, I guess storage. You talked about how you don't want to have external drives. So, clearly, you're going to want a lot of storage inside. Do you have a size in mind that you think you would that would benefit you? I mean, what size is your MacBook Air now? It is currently 128. Okay. So, we clearly need double that at least. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then, so, the 13-inch models, they have... We're going to skip the 1299 model because that one will, probably will not fit for what you need, especially size-wise. But they're double the, double the storage in the 1499, 1799 model. And then we have the 1999 model. And then the 16-inch, we start right away at 512. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So we start right there. Now, as far as uh, you said, you can't run both things at the same time. The RAM-wise, uh, you're familiar with RAM, right? Uh, yes, yeah. RAM is yeah, how much you can do at one time. Yep. It's your heart. So think of it as if you're running all the time and you eventually slow down and you don't feel that great. Well, that's because your heart is speeding up too fast. And that's simply like how RAM works. And the more stuff you run at the same time, the slower you get. Yep. So they run at 8 gigs on the 13-inch. And on the 16-inch, it is, starts at 16. And that could be upgraded even higher if you really need it. Wow. So those are the two model types we're looking at. So is there one that stands out to you more? Um, I think I would lean more towards the 13-inch only because majority of the time the computer is going to be stationary. But in the event that I want to make it portable, I do want to be able to not bring kind of a large device with me. So the 13-inch, more, more or less size-wise, will be a better fit, in my opinion, I think. Well... Right now, you're looking at the the fourteen ninety nine seventeen ninety nine model. Uh, really, it just comes down to processor now because you're also adding uh, higher processing power depending on if you get the fourteen ninety nine the seventeen ninety nine model. And then, of course, you're going to get a nice size upgrade with the nineteen ninety nine model. So, one of those ones are the ones I would focus on. You know, if it was me personally, because you're using Illustrator, I would tell you the seventeen ninety nine model would fit more. To what you're doing, or if you get the 1999 model, only because you're gonna get a it's a 1.4 to a 2.4. It's just a bigger brain, and the rendering that you're gonna be using in Illustrator, I believe, would be a much faster process if you did it with the 2.4. 
Yeah, it's interesting. That's such a, a wide variety from the 1.4 to the 2.4, but that makes sense that you explain like that. All right, so let's talk about other things that you might need now because you you're going, you're changing MacBook Air. Now, we are using USB-C now. So we moved away from the USB model and the Thunderbolt 2 now. It is Thunderbolt 3 built in there. So these have four ports in there, but we're going to have to get you probably – Is there, you told me you have the display, yeah. uh, the really cool display, but we are going to need to get an adapter for that. So we yeah. do have a USB – to Thunderbolt adapter, and that's something you're going to need if, you, especially, if you want to hook up to that screen, which I'm sure you do. Yes. Yep. All right. So we got. So let's uh, let's put that together in there. Now, are you thinking about upgrading any of the specs? Now, online, you can add like memory storage. Now, we don't have that those in the store. You have to order them online because you're customizing it. But if you're fine with the 256, or do you want the 512? Um, I think. The 256 will be good because it's double what I have now, and I don't, I don't honestly have that much stuff. And do you take advantage of iCloud and iCloud Drive because you can uh, you could definitely alleviate some room by using that? Yeah, so I put that's a great question. I put all my documents in the iCloud Drive anyway. Oh, good, perfect. So that I mean I'm kind of forced to with the limited space I have, but I mean I wouldn't mind cha not changing the current way I do it. So yeah. All right. So also, and then we have to look up, we have to get the USB-C uh, to Thunderbolt adapter. Now, are you looking to do any, do you like, uh, do you ever protect your Mac before? Like we, ha I don't know if you know about Apple Care. Are you aware of it? Uh, yeah, I have it on my iPhone. Oh, perfect. Have you ever had, have you ever had to use it? No. Knock on wood. Good. Thank God. Thank God for that. <laughs> so God bless you. But in case you do, uh, you know, these Macs, I'm not going to lie. They're, they're, they're up there in price as far as repair. I'll give you an example. If you have any physical damage to your display with tax, you're looking around $500 to fix that screen. And wow. I really hope that never happens to you. But, you know, AppleCare is there to kind of help you with the pricing of it. So if you want to get AppleCare to cover this, it's up to a three-year warranty and that does cover physical damage with a deductible uh it's, it's 269 on the mac and you get two axle damage coverages and that includes physical damage to your display and liquid damage for example if you crack your display it goes from 500 dollars to 99 dollars. wow and if you go how much do you think it would cost if you got your whole computer wet and then we had to change the whole computer um, $950. Well, you're not too far away from that. But I will tell you that for it's only $300 if you get liquid damage on there. And remember, this is two XL damage coverages. And eventually in three years, you might even have to get your battery changed. That would be covered under the warranty with AppleCare uh, Plus. It's kind of a no-brainer to get. I mean, if you're buying like a $1,900 computer here, 269 to cover it is a no-brainer, especially you don't want to have a situation occur. Uh, I can tell you I've been there where I've had accidents, and it's not the best scenario to deal with. And at least you know you have the protection. It makes you feel better. Okay. Yeah, let's uh, let's add that on. All right. Now, the other thing is, do you have any USB-A connections? Uh, those are like the normal ones you see on your MacBook Air. Do you have like thumb drives or printers or anything you have to hook up to? Um, the only thing that it would be for my backup would be an external hard drive. So that's plugged in via USB. Yes. 
Okay, so we do have USB adapters as well, USB-C to USB adapters. Uh, you might want to consider getting that as well, just to add that on now, because eventually you're going to probably need it. Yeah, I agree. All right. Uh, and then, uh, as far as a case, do you travel a lot with your MacBook Air? Um, no. And even if I wanted a case, the backpack that I use has a MacBook, like a laptop sleeve. Oh, perfect. I do too. I actually, it's funny. I actually put mine in a sleeve that I could just take out and I don't have to take it out of the bag because the airport allows me to leave it in there. And then I, and then I use it, I have it in my backpack. So I actually do something kind of similar, but in case you ever wanted a sleeve just to protect it while it's in the backpack case, you can spill water or anything in there. You know, it might not be a bad idea to get that, but no pressure. Sure. Obviously, you don't need to get that. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you need today that you think that we didn't cover uh, as far as a mouse, a keyboard? Um, yeah, so currently I have the old Magic trackpad that eats a lot of batteries. I was wondering if I can get one of the new ones. Of course you can. Am I say no? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I have the new Mac, Magic track, Ma Magic keyboard that charges via lightning, and I want that for the trackpad as well. All right, and that and that's another reason why getting the USB-C adapter. And by the way, we don't sell this here, but you may even want to consider getting a hub too. Like I have a hub for mine. It's a third party. It's not made by Apple, but honestly, we don't really have much in the store when it comes to a USB-C hub. Uh, unless I, c I can also look online on our Apple store and see if we have one. Uh, so I'm actually going to look it up for you just because I want to see if Apple does have any options. Uh, see if you need any accessories. Sure. Uh, so we do, uh, let's see here. So there, there's a couple here. But if you want like an SD card reader and other, and other things, you may want to do it. Like Belkin has a, let's see here. Okay. Yep, this one has a USB-C. It has four ports. It's So you can get the Belkin one if you wanted to get that. But also I would look online too, see if anything else you like. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink kind of thing, Will? It's a nudge, nudge, wink, wink thing kind of thing, Tim. <laughs> all right, so uh, do you think you were set today on what you wanted to get and we can get it all done today? Yeah, uh, you made this process really easy, um, so let's get this done. A couple of discounts, by the way, something to add on. Your old MacBook Air, you can actually trade that in online on Apple and, think, and see if you can get a value for it. So you can also look online. We also have our card here in the store. We do a financing option. Uh, where you, it takes up to 18 months, so you can uh, not have to pay it off. But also, if you have your an Apple Card, you can actually get 3% back on your purchase if you use the Apple Card here in the store today. I do have an Apple Card. There you go. So you'll get 3% cash back. So if we did $2,000 and then you times it by 0 0.03, you would get what, Tim? I don't know. You tell me. Uh, that's what I'm trying to, actually, I'm using the calculator feature on here. I could use Siri, but, uh, you know, we're in the middle of a important phone call. So you would get probably like $60 back? Something. Yeah, it's better than the five cents I get back usually. Yeah, there you go. So that's an option for you. So let's wrap this up and get the hell out of my store. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I also forgot to tell you about a couple of things as well. I'm not done there, Tim. Oh, also, wow. when you we, just to let you know, if you ever want to come back to our store, we do have these workshops that we do, especially if you're a GarageBand user. You can actually come back here 
and learn a little bit about how to use GarageBand. We have these sessions that you can book online, these uh, really fun workshops, uh, there, and you can join up. So we have our schedule here online. Also, if you go on the Apple Store app, you can actually look it up as well. It's called Today at Apple if you're looking for it. And if you can search by where you live, what kind of labs that we do. We have photo labs, photo skill labs. We have music, video. So there's a lot of different things. And I would recommend you come back and try one of those. Especially you might learn something you never knew before. Is this included within my Apple Care? It's completely free for everybody. Oh. Come on back and join us for one of those. They're really fun. They're right here on a big screen. And you have uh, people who are just dedicated in knowing these apps and how they work. So definitely give them a try if you ever get an opportunity. Is there any at-home learning that I can do? So the major thing I look at is anything on YouTube. YouTube. Apple does have a YouTube channel where you can look up things. You also have a call that we can set up with an expert that can go over with your new product. And you go, you'll get that in your email anyway and set up like a personal session that you can go over uh, some of the new features of your Mac. Yeah, can we schedule that today? Yeah, wait for the email. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's actually Yeah, I know you were We'll invite you to an invitation to return Yes, 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 thank you um, So here's my feedback I felt like you jumped right into The MacBook Pro And kind of glanced over all the other products I kind of mentioned that I had a large display And that I typically use it at home so maybe a conversation of a Mac Mini could have been involved, or you know, uh, something of that nature. But I kind of, from my personal experience, I think I would still lean towards a laptop. And maybe you sense that in a way. Um, but I think I would have liked to hear the other options of the kind of like power differences between a Mac Mini versus the MacBook Pro. Um, you know the ba the major question I should have asked is, do you want to be portable or stationary? Yeah, exactly. That would have, that yep. that would have probably limited it out. Yep. So I agree with you on that. All, all I had to say that's one sentence I could have said that would have changed that whole thing. Yeah, I I completely agree, and I'm, I'm glad you recognize that. That's awesome. I did like how you thoroughly explained the different benefits and services that Apple offered, and kind of putting it in perspective for me, especially about Apple Care, saying like it's going to cost you five hundred dollars if you break it, or you can spend. Yeah. It's amazing how now. a lot, of, and it's amazing how a lot of specialists don't know the price of those things. That's why I think a genius would be very valuable to have in the front to explain some cost like that. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. That that made me want to buy Apple Care. You know, like if you, I just look at the money spinning in my head, and I was like, well, I could right. spend the two hundred and fifty dollars now it is to buy the Apple Care. I think it's three ninety nine now, <clears throat> and then have that coverage for three years and not have to spend more money in the long run if I. Quote, hopefully not break my computer and stuff like that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. But I, I thought I did a pretty good job. I, I think I still got it. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. I mean, the knowledge is there, and that's that's half the battle sometimes. And remember, you're going to see a lot of people that come in that store that don't are not geniuses. They weren't or creatives. You know, I have the I have the I also had 11 years experience of being in front of customers like that. So I may have a little bit of an unfair advantage only because of my experience and what my roles were, but. You know, I that's something I think that that's what every customer would expect is something like that interaction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was pretty, uh, you know, to to the point, very straightforward, fluid kind of conversation that's almost expected. Um, and you, 
you gotta understand like a lot of different specialists especially and geniuses and what hold on Lineards, they'll go at any kind of situation differently in a million different ways, but they're going to get to that same result or that same expectation of what you want, and you know, those, meet those same goals. It's just how they get there is part of the journey. Agreed, sir. All right. Well, that was our uh, today's episode. You know, we wanted to do this because we wanted you to kind of know what it's like to go into an Apple store and actually talk to a specialist, at least at least a good one. Uh, and, and get a good experience out of it. And I hope that anybody that is working for Apple and listening to us take this as some help and think that maybe it could help improve your own experience. Maybe there's something that we talked about that you didn't talk about, like the pricing of how much a repair costs. Yeah. So think of those kind of things. So, Tim, another successful week here at the Think Different Podcast. I wrapped. We talked about news, about Trump. We talked about iPhone. We talked about how to sell a Mac. There's nothing more we could do in this episode. No, and I went nude. And yeah, and Tim went nude today. I went <laughs> keto. I went keto. You know, so like, I mean, like, Tim, I think I, I'm going to be as thin as you are. I, I, that's my goal. Like, you hey, weigh man. like 110. You weigh, you weigh 110 pounds, so. More than that, but sure. Let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us at the Think Different Podcast. We appreciate you coming out every week. Every Friday, a new episode will pop out. Check us out on our Facebook at Think Different Podcast. Check us out on Instagram at Think Different Podcast. And on the Twitter at Think Diff Pod. And please join us in the conversations there and download every episode every single week because I said so. Tim, go to sleep. And have a good night and go Texans. Peace out.